back to the Kill Death Podcast. I'm your host, Gray, and tonight I'm joined by my internet co-hosts. We have Devin, we have Jules, and Ash. Say what's up, guys. Hi, Hi guys. Did you call Jules duels? Yeah, I think I think he fucked that one up. It's all right. I was going to let him have it, but... Thanks for calling out, Devin. The only thing you had to do was say hi. <laughs> I had one job to do. Okay, hi. <laughs> you had one job, Devin. You fucked it up. <laughs> so tonight, uh, I, you know, as we've done on the show before, we like to highlight and spotlight things where people are making a difference in the community. And earlier, I was listening to an episode of. Damn, I suck. Dead Central. And they mentioned <laughs> something about, you know, horror fans in general come from all walks of life. There are plenty of people that have only ever seen Rob's Zombies Halloween. There are plenty of people who hate people that have only seen <laughs> Rob Zombies Halloween. But I think the thing that I'm trying to get to is that within the community of horror, we don't always agree on things, but we like getting together. Like the same people that you're arguing with online are the same people you meet up with at conventions and you have that discussion and give each other shit in real life. Like you're building friends through likes, dislikes or whatever have you via the Internet. Sometimes you're lucky enough to meet up in person, Um, just like all you guys. Right. We have yet to all meet. But tonight we're all gathered. because. Sorry. I'm sorry. I'm there is trying. a person <laughs> out in the horror community making a pretty big difference. Um, and that is Damon, uh, creator of the Slasher app. If you guys have not downloaded it, download it today. Available, uh, I was going to say everywhere, but in the United States for sure, <laughs> on Apple and Google. How are you doing tonight, Damon? Hey, how are you? I'm doing well. Damon! Did I misspeak? Is it international yet, or are we just lucky here in America? It's um, it's North America, so it's here and it's in Canada, but it's kind of like half-assedly in Canada because I really wanted to get it there, but I didn't do some of the basic, like, transcribing of, like, um, you know, miles to kilometers and, you know, state, uh, province-type things. Um, but I am fixing that and that's going to be coming with, um, with the international release, which is just weeks away. Awesome. Oh, awesome. Yes. So then for those of you listening to this, not in real time, I was right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I wanted to start the show off with maybe, uh, a temperature check, I guess. Uh, I, th- I think one of the bigger headlines last week in horror news is that the 2019 remake of Black Christmas got a PG-13 rating. How yes. Everybody lost their shit. And I'm one of them. <laughs> yeah, Twitter went, Twitter, went, Twitter went nuts, dude. Twit, twit, twitting. So, <laughs> Ash, uh, I'll let you go first. What's up? Bring what in on it. Feelings. Okay. I was shooketh. I know that's not really a real word, but I, I was shooketh. Because, I mean, when you think of Black Christmas, you think of, I mean, like the original, like just the obscene, 
like choice of words that the stalker was using and just like the violence and just everything about the movie. Like it's a dark film. (coughs) Sorry, excuse me. And then move on to the, I guess you would say the second one was like more of like a reboot. Would you call I'll call a reboot, like remake, whatever, and like how crazy that movie was. So to find out that it was that the new one's rated PG thirteen, it was just kind of like a slap to the face. Cause I'm just like, what can they actually do? Do you think it's because I- Carrie Elwes has a reputation to uphold? Everyone thinks of him as Wesley from Princess Bride. I mean, that that could be it. But then, like, Wesley can only say such trashy things; he can't go and cross that line. But like, like we just like all said, like there was such uproar, like on Twitter, especially and like social yep. media about the rating, and. Okay, don't get me wrong. There are horror movies out there that are rated uh, PG-13, and there are some decent ones that are rated PG-13. Like, like The Grudge, like The Grudge 2, I know that was rated PG-13, and that one actually scared the shit out of me when I first saw it. But, um, I I mean, there's a select few of them that are pretty decent. I just remember seeing Sorry, but... Go ahead. I'm sorry. I cut you off. Oh, no. I was just going to say, sorry, I'm like losing my voice. But like I was like uh, reading an article from one of the writers of the new Black Christmas film. And she's like pretty much saying like the reason why it got a PG-13 rating because they want to broaden the audience. Well, I'm going to stop make you sure- right there yeah. okay. because I, I want to bring that part in later. Okay. So, well, that was what I was going to talk about. No. So we're going to. Yeah. Other than my Carrie Elwes joke, that that was uh, where I was going to go with my comment, too. All right. All right. Damon, I'm, what were your I'm just shocked. So, uh, no, not really. Um, I tend to, I mean, unless I see something where there's, you know, a bunch of trailers or whatever, um, just that really, really don't look good at all, um, I'll usually wait just to see it. Um, you know, I, I'd rather take a look and see, okay, does this actually suck or, or, or is this something that's, you know, surprisingly good? Um, I mean, one of my favorites, which, which kind of started everything for me was Poltergeist. That was PG mm-hmm. and that was a screwed up movie for its time. <laughs> no, I, de- I definitely agree that, uh, Things were looser in the 80s as far as what got a hard rating. Like, there's definitely nipples through a T-shirt in that movie. Yeah, it was, it was like the heyday of, like, you really had to work to get an R in the 80s. And yeah. a lot of things slipped past. And so a lot of things that we think of as, like, some of our favorite movies that came out of the 80s really, you know, were – if they were an R, it was, like, just barely – um, and everything else was pretty much PG-13. So, you know, there, it, it, the censor and the ratings has really changed over, you know, since the 90s and a lot of the, um, <clears throat> the uh, 
battles with the FCC and like I mean to the point where like even shows that are so mainstream like Family Guy just like make fun of the FCC all the time because it's like you can't do this mm-hmm. you can't do this you can't do this and so now I think that it's it's hard to to kind of like not have an R rating but and and since we're trying to hold off on that point of of why um, I won't go there but it, it, it it's a different game now in, in the ratings than it used to be mm-hmm. yeah I yeah. agree with that Devin did you have anything before we address the Twitter yeah I mean it's <laughs> fine it's fine I mean people are acting like Popeye stop selling those damn chicken sandwiches it's fine <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> We're gonna see the movie. We're gonna bitch and complain until you know all the way up to opening night. It's gonna open up at the number two spot. I can't imagine it'll be at number one. It'll be fine. Like no movie, no movie is gonna have the same impact the original 1974 did. And right. it wasn't until recent that the remake actually found an audience. I'm saying like in the last couple of years. And to be honest mm-hmm. with you, the trailers for these movies for the new movie looked underwhelming. They gave too much oh. away in the plot. It read like a PG-13 film. It's fine. We'll see it anyway. <laughs> I mean, we like the, that's one of the awesome things about like our community is like, even though we bitch and complain about ratings and just, just stuff like that, like we still come together and we're still going to support it. Because I mean, horror in general is just like a tough genre for everybody to grasp and just give like praise for. So. Yeah, it's hard to be taken seriously when so many people in the conservative media wants us to believe it is, I guess you could say. Yeah. I mean, Dr. Sleep was rated R, and none of y'all went to go see that movie because it flopped. So don't bitch about a PG-13. No, I didn't go because I needed new tires and I couldn't go meet Grey like we were supposed to. You Uh, went against a rated R movie. (laughs) I mean, I low-key forgot about it, so... For shame, Ash. For shame. I am sorry. I am a busy woman. You are a busy woman. (laughs) Yeah, I got a slime pretzels. What you mean? (laughs) I got distracted by a zombie. I I didn't make it out to the movie theater. I went and hung out in the forest. My bad. (laughs) Well, I was just too lazy to go to but still. <laughs> Gray saw it? You saw it, Gray? Oh, yes, I did. Did you like it? I think that I, my opinion is biased from the standpoint I've never read Dr. Sleep. Uh, and I've never read The Shining Night. I may have never read a single Stephen King book in my life. <laughs> it sounds familiar, but I don't know. I wasn't into that heavier stuff when I was younger. So but, I have three Stephen King novels here, and I cannot get through them. So I don't know if it's just me or if I just don't connect with his writing. I've tried reading Carrie like three times. I don't. Well, you see how big I don't, his I don't books are. His horror as much as I do his fantasy, like the Dark Tower series. I I can connect with that, but his actual okay. like novels that the horror movies are based off of those, I find very trying. Yeah. And I love the adaptations. Like, it's not that I don't like the stories. It's just something about the writing in, in those genres or in that genre of his writing that I'm just like, mm, nope, can't do it. You know it what? Wrong. I applaud you, Devin, for even owning three Stephen King books because you see how big those are? 
And I know your cutoff time with movies is like an hour and 57 minutes. Yeah, so, shit. I mean... How do you have the patience for a big old thick-ass book like that? You can't watch The Lord of the Rings. Oh, oh. I love, <laughs> I love books because they're entertaining. The Lord of the Rings looks like trash. So I can read a book. I tried, Brandon. If you're listening, I tried, buddy. <laughs> I'll just get drunk one day and watch Lord of the Rings. So. All right. Well, should we should we get back to the thing that we've been skirting around? Yes. <laughs> Sorry, I, Damon. I, I was wondering, you guys derailed so hard. Dude, it's because we haven't all gotten together in a long time. I'm really sorry, Damon. We're we're in fine form this evening. It's all good. It's all good. <laughs> okay. Lord of the Rings so. triggers me. <laughs> <laughs> Damon, I guess the question we should start with, and I'm I'm sure you've answered it a million times, is how did you come up with this app or idea or need in the horror community? Yeah, sure. Um, so the way things kind of started out is, you know, I've been going to conventions for a while and everything, and I love to go to them. I love to be there. I love to hang out with the people. I love to see the vendors and, you know, check out the guests and just, you know, hang out and talk to people and whatever. But I, I found out that I was really missing a lot of shows. So, you know, if I wasn't like talking to the vendors who were going to be at them, um, and even then, some of them still didn't know about all of them. Um, or unless I was really, really like well entrenched in this, um, I just wasn't finding stuff. So, what I did was I put together a, a calendar for my friends and I, and I just went out and looked for every convention I could find just across the country and said, you know what, if we want to go to stuff, we can go to stuff. Here's, you know, here's the calendar. Take a look. Whoever wants to do stuff, just, you know, we'll just talk about it and we'll, we'll set it up. <clears throat> so I did that and I had been thinking about it. And as I thought about it more and more, I was realizing that it wasn't just the conventions that that a lot of people were sort of missing the boat on. It was it was kind of everything. You know, things were very, very segmented. Like, you know, we have our, our books kind of in one place and our movies in another place and, um, you know, music and podcasts in another place. So. It was kind of getting to a point where unless you were at a convention and the person whose stuff you were interested in was right in front of you, it's really hard to find out like about what this person was doing. Um, so either you knew about it or, you know, you might never find it. So one of the things I, I realized was that, okay, there there's a big big gap here and what kind of things could be done to sort of fill that gap and bring everything together and you know it started out like I said with with the conventions and then it just sort of turned into everything so I, I sat down and I, I just spent weeks writing you know outlines and you know, stuff like that. And then turned into a business plan and it turned into like 
seven years worth of planning. And the next thing I know, I was in development of an app. Wow. It was just kind of like, holy crap. That was fast. <laughs> so you basically started with your own direct community, just what you guys were doing to keep up with things for yourselves. And then it mm -hmm. grew into what we're all now a part of, which is kind of cool. Exactly. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, that's that's exactly how it started and what happened. I mean, it, it was just this little app that we kind of had that was just the shared calendar. Um, and I mean, it was just last year. And uh, yeah, it, it just really blew up from there. And, that's you know, awesome. I'm really, <clears throat> thank you. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm really trying to find a lot of ways to support like all the indie people, you know, whether they're artists or filmmakers or whatever, writers, <clears throat> I'm really, really trying to find ways to support them and connect the audience to them because there are so many of us who want to find you guys, you know, but, you know, what does it take to really get in front of everybody who who's interested in what you're doing? Um, you know, it's usually you have to, like, spend a ton of time on you know, your social media or, you know, you're, you're paying a bunch of money for boosts and stuff like that, that never really deliver. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I'm, I'm just like, all right, what can I do that's going to make sense for everyone? Um, and, and how can I sort of make this work for, you know, for everyone in question, as far as whether it's fans or whether it's, the people who are the professionals putting things together. Um, so it's, it's coming along. It's really oh. coming along. Now. Yeah, and I that... felt that. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm getting emotional over here. Sorry. Well, I, I was going to say like one of the particular functions of the app that I enjoy is actually the indie movie section where you can submit, or I use it as a checkoff list. I'm like, okay, have I seen this? Like, uh, Bad CGI sharks. I remember Devin when you were telling me about it, and I completely forgot about it. So it's like <laughs> I'm so excited about that movie. <laughs> yeah, like I forgot. Now it's like I have a reminder, kind of, or a list, kind of, and that's like helps me because now I'm not having to make a list. Everyone's building a list together. Right. Well, you know what's now that you mention that, um, in about a day or two, you're not going to kind of have to worry about that because you're going to actually be able to do that. Um, Really? Like, oh yeah. So, um, I've got a, a database of over ten thousand horror movies, and <clears throat> we were just waiting to make sure everything was ironed out. I think we're just about there. So, like, any second now, we're going to launch the um, the revised movie section. So you're going to see mainstream stuff, even though mm -hmm. a lot of the stuff that's mainstream is really indie, but it's more like, you know. These are the things that most people know about. Um, yeah. So that's going to come. You're going to be able to see trailers. You're going to be able to see the cast. You're going to, you know, it's going to be kind of like IMDb, but you'll also be able to make lists. You'll be able to make uh, a watched list, a mm -hmm. watch list if you still want to watch, um, a favorites list, and a buy list. 
So you'll be able to put all those things together. You'll be able to give the movies ratings, um, which the, the ratings marks are machetes. <laughs> Hell yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> you'll be able to, you know, comment about the movies and have conversations about them. Um, you will also be able to share movies and each and every one of your lists um, by message or right to your timeline. That's pretty cool. Because that was actually like yeah. the thing I was going to ask you about. I was like, man, I was looking at this and wouldn't it be cool? And like, all right then. <laughs> you think so to too. <laughs> well, I'm glad he beat me to it. He's the developer right. and creator. Yeah. <laughs> and like, Everybody... I just have to say, like, like I just want to like thank you and like all your friends, like everybody, like everyone who's part of this, like I could tell that you're very dedicated and passionate about the horror community, and we needed someone like you to start something up like this. Like we needed something. Yes. And it was like all all to you. The thing that I really like is that it kind of takes out a lot of the work of having to sift through various different social media platforms. Like, right. you know, Twitter is so big for certain people and, you know, Instagram is big for other people in like in terms of like the artists and the makers. And, you know, sometimes you get stuff on Facebook. Sometimes it, it, it's just now we finally have one place where we can kind of hit it all. Um, and like link out to other things if we want to, but like that work doesn't necessarily have to be on the person who's trying to find their niche in the community. And, and that's what I really appreciate, appreciate about the app. Yeah. It's like our own little clubhouse. (laughs) Pretty much. I mean, it's, it's kind of like a convention in your phone. You know, you, you, you don't have to worry about going anywhere. Like the stuff that you would find at a convention is is right there. You know, you'll you'll find people to chat with. You'll find, you know, what's going on, what the buzz is about. You know, um, it's like for the ultimate introvert who doesn't really want to leave the house because of social anxieties and what have you. It's like you don't have to anymore, babe. It's all. Thank you, Damon. I feel like this was designed exclusively for me. Thank you. Three whole reasons that I, I, you know, that I did make this because I knew that there are lots of people who are not going to conventions, not for lack of interest, but because of exactly those reasons. Um, And also a lot of people live in, you know, communities that are not close to major cities. And it's a, it's a trek to get to some of these. And, you know, if you don't find out about it in time, you don't get your tickets, you can't save your money. Like it's a pain, whether Mm -hmm. it's for financial reasons or transportation or, you know, social anxieties aside, like there are a lot of reasons that a lot of us don't get to the conventions that we want to go to. Sure. I agree. Absolutely. I mean, what's what's been one of the best things you've seen develop within the community on the app? Wow. Um, I mean, in general, it's just been how amazing everybody has been. Um, you know, I really haven't gotten any like major complaints of like anybody just being a dick or anything like that. It's just everybody's been really, really cool. Um, you know, people are having good conversations, like, you know, reasonable conversations about things that anywhere else would have set people off. And I I think that's really incredible. Um, but also I've had numerous people send me messages telling me that, 
you know, either they were doing like a social media detox or they were like leaving social media except for Slasher. And that really, really, that that put me on the ground when I heard that because I was just like, like, wow, this is this is like meaningful to this person. Like this is something that they enjoy and they're able to, you know, use it and have a good time the way they want to, the way they've kind of always hoped for. And, and for me, that was just shocking and it was incredible. So, I mean, no, that's really it, cool. it's, it's stuff like that that is just very, very powerful to me. Yeah, I mean, you have created a place where we don't have to, uh, you know, type in a certain hashtag to find horror-related stuff or news. Mm-hmm. We can just go to this one centralized location and it's like, oh, there's a conversation about Halloween 3 going on or there's this or I found a new podcast. And it's mm-hmm. it cuts out all of the, I would say, bullshit that we have to go through <laughs> to find other people that like the same stuff we like. Uh, and right. that's like most exciting part about this app. I feel like that's one thing with like the horror community is that we feel very marginalized in terms of mainstream entertainment media. And it is like jumping through flaming hoops in order to find anybody else out there because it's it's so difficult. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, Gray hit it on the head. Like, we don't have to do this bullshit anymore. We just go to one spot and yeah. there we go. Yeah, I mean, yes. we, we actually kind of have been marginalized by the three big players because... You know, between Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, they've really done a lot of damage censoring us, um, yeah. especially Hell Instagram. Hell yes. Oh, my mm-hmm. God. Sorry. You know, Instagram has really been, like, the worst um, with, with the warning that comes up. And, you know, it, it asks you if you need help, if you're going to harm yourself or someone else potentially. Um, right. I mean... You know, look, that's that's all well and good, but under the right circumstances, and unfortunately, they've placed that mark directly on us. Right. Um, mm-hmm. and, and that's really, really uncalled for, and it's unfair. Um, so when I saw that, at that point, I decided the app was going to be rated R, 18 plus, and I just didn't care. You know, I, I it didn't matter to me that, you know if anybody else wasn't going to get to see it, because really that's who it's designed for anyway. You know, it's, it's designed yeah. for an adult audience. <clears throat> and that's just inherent with, with you know, the horror genre in general. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, I agree. The... I think the other three, Oh, go ahead, Jules. No, you're fine. Go ahead. Well, yeah. Well, like you were saying, the other three, social media accounts like Instagram, Twitter, Facebook are very toxic on multiple, multiple levels. So Slasher has truly become my favorite social media app. It it really has. I don't have to deal with politics on Facebook. I don't have to deal with like comparing my body to Gigi Hadid's on Instagram. (laughs) I don't have to deal with Twitter. You know, it's, uh, it's Slasher's fun. I really, it's like, it's the community. If only I yeah. could get my uh, amateur pro wrestling uh, people from Twitter over onto Slash, <laughs> then I'd have everything all in one spot. <laughs> there, there is a a group for wrestling. Is there really? <laughs> there you go, Jules. I'm, I am going to go seek that out now. I can't wait. <laughs> 
but just to kind of like hit back to this, you know, uh, make horror R again, like that was one thing that uh, when you look back at some of the articles kind of talking about slasher as it was uh, in its infancy, you know, trying to get people to be aware of the app and kind of come, come over to it. Um, that, that was one thing that a lot of, of reviewers were talking about, like, yeah, we finally have a place where we don't have to censor ourselves, that we can talk about the things, whether it's, you know, body horror or, um, <clears throat> you know, different types of practical effects that, you know, really kind of get the gore um, that, you know, if you look at Instagram, they're like, are, are you okay? Do you need help? <laughs> like, you know, it's, it's, it's what made a lot of different subgenres kind of so powerful like throughout the development of the horror genre over over time and it's nice to be able to actually be able to have these conversations and and see people you know kind of showing off like here look at these practical effects look at these pictures look at this stuff and and it's it's nice to be able to do that oh totally totally i mean just <laughs> to sort of bring that that sort of I, I don't know if you want to call it censorship, but but to, just to kind of bring that into reality, um, Saturday night um, when, when I was hanging out with my friends in Jersey, um, we we somebody noticed outside that there was police activity, so they they go out the, and look out the door and there's police by my friend's car. They they have it basically surrounded, and like that's weird. I hope there's no problem. So. I think he kind of knew immediately what was going on. So he's a very, very talented visual effects artist. Oh, no. Uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> he had a female torso. <laughs> oh, no. Front <laughs> seat. And it was all bloodied up and everything. And some guys that. that some guys that drove by happen to see it, um, and, and they're just like, "What in the hell is this?" And they called the cops because they thought that there was seriously like some kind of like severed person in the car. Oh damn! Wow. <laughs> oh wow! Well, props and, to your and, buddy for his uh, skills. <laughs> yeah, he really is, but I mean. There's there's a point where you just go, that's not real. Right? Or, like, even if... Like, how could it be if it's, like, in broad fucking view of so many people walking down the street? Like, who in their right mind would fucking do that? Well, I think that was part of the question, is who in their right mind would do that? So only someone who's not would do it. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. <laughs> or or the more logical is that it's fake and, and you shouldn't be concerned about it, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it, it's to the point where you can get close enough without getting into the car where you could sort of give a little, like, get little tips as to, okay, yeah, that's not, not real. But, you know, yeah. I guess they never saw that kind of thing in person before, so they wanted to make sure. Um, and you know they were they were all freaking out and pissed off. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> thinking that there's like a homicide on his hands, and then you know he comes out and shows them and everything, and then next thing you know they're all taking pictures and stuff. And <laughs> wow! <laughs> yeah. Oh man. 
man. At least that was a, a kind of justifiable. Right. <laughs> yeah, I guess there's good people out there that just have a general concern. But, <laughs> I mean, the absence of dripping blood or a smell might have been an indicator that it wasn't real. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> you know, whatever. Whatever. It's cool. It's fine. So I think with your app, do you see, I mean, this could be advantageous, right? But this is just what I think, I guess. Like, how things develop a cult following. Like, mm-hmm. I think on a long enough timeline, your app would influence that. Because we're no longer making recommendations or passing people VHS tapes or stuff like that. Like, you mm-hmm. can go to a spot, find out, you know, like... The original 13 Ghosts, and then someone right. might go watch it. It's on Tubi. And now people mm-hmm. can instantly find it versus having to track it down. Yeah. yeah. Um, what? Oh, go ahead. Oh, no, that was it. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's a really interesting concept that I'd really never considered. Um, I mean, I suppose theoretically it could make things easier to you know to to gain those kinds of followings um but i guess depending on you know what kind of numbers there are at that point as far as how many people are on that could shift things you know is this is this a cult thing or is this a thing um you know and and Right now, yeah, it would be totally a cult thing. (laughs) (laughs) But, But um, you know, the way I'm looking to do things, I kind of want to see if it's possible to break out of that and get above that and and just into, you know, hey, this is just straight out a horror thing. Um, And then just bring it out more into the mainstream a little. Yeah. Which I hope you accomplish, obviously. I think that there's so many independent projects that never get this big. I I don't know what your goal is or your subscriber goal is or whatever, but to us, I would say it feels very big in the community that there's Mm -hmm. something. Yes. Um, Now, of course, you said you have a seven-year plan, so it could be like step one, people know who I am. Step two, shitload of money. (laughs) 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 It's it's like the the sock gnomes from South Park. (laughs) No, no, the underpants gnomes. underpants gnomes. (laughs) Like step one, whatever. Step two, I don't know. And step three, profit. (laughs) 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 No, I mean, you know, I've, I've, I've got fairly lofty goals as far as the number of people I'm looking to get on this and, and to have be a part of this. Um, and, and I think part of the reason is because, you know, I, I want people to be able to have the type of vibe that we have now, um, even on a larger scale. So there's probably going to be a little weeding that needs to be done. Sure. But you know what, if, if, if that's what it takes to keep the whole, you know, feeling of how it's going now, then I'm all for it. Um, because really it's, it's, it's something that all of us really deserve. You know, Mm -hmm. we, we should be happy. We should be able to enjoy what we want to do and, you know, not have to deal with outside garbage just 
fucking everything up. Yeah. Keeping us it's, down. Yeah. It's Make like, them like, jealous it's... of us. For real, dude. <laughs> and that, I mean, and honestly, like, they should be jealous of us. Like, I don't think that there is a tighter knit, more supportive group out there but beyond the horror community like right we, you know again we were kind of talking about this at the beginning everyone has their their genre everyone has their opinions of you know you're not a real horror fan if you've only seen this that or the other but we're still going to include you in all of our stuff if you're there and you show up and mm-hmm. like that is i think one of the the best parts of being in the horror community is the inclusivity and the support and like the everyone wants to broaden each other's horizons and turn each other on to something new and something different and if we see someone out there who's in the indie maker community whether it's art whether it's film whether it's music whether it's books we are all so supportive of that and, and it's really, really wonderful to now have this place where we can come together and be like, hey, did you know about so-and-so? Did you see this? Isn't this fucking cool? One of my favorite things is that we love to, like, share with each other. Like, we love to say, hey, I just saw this movie that I, I found on, on Netflix or Amazon or whatever. You need to check this out. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I've done that with a couple of things that I found, and it turns out, some people enjoyed it. So that's mm-hmm. cool, you know? So, you know, kind of being able to do that and, and just sharing stuff that you like and seeing, you know, hey, what do you think about this or whatever? And then, like, the whole thing with Creep Show and everybody talking about that and sharing their thoughts on it and everything. It was really cool because, you know, we, we had a nice, good discussion about it. And, um, and then the feedback form came from Shudder. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> well, you know. Well, <laughs> so I do have to ask, like, so on, the, like, in the app, you do have a special section for dating. I was so, just gonna get into that. <laughs> girl, get to it. <laughs> so, like, I do have to ask, like, have you heard, like? any like success stories from the dating section wait, yet or wait, 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 wait. before that i want to ask was the dating part of the original plan for the app or is that something that came from feedback from people no no that was part of the original plan okay now you can't answer ash's question <laughs> <laughs> um actually yes um there has been one you know he's he's told me about it and everything and I was just like, that's friggin' awesome, dude. You know, I- I'm, I'm glad that that worked out. Um, so, yes, I- I'm aware of one so far. Um, if there's others, I just don't know about them. Right. But, you know, it was it's somebody that yeah, I talk to on a fairly regular basis. And mm-hmm. he-, he just kind of brought it up and was like, hey, you know, just keep this on the on the DL. But Yeah. This this worked for me, so that's cool. Oh well, congrats Aww. to them. Yeah, <laughs> that's just Protect exciting. The anonymity, but like that's really exciting. <laughs> All right, I mean, because like if you tell someone like you're like, a, like like you love horror and everything about it, people kind of get like freaked out about it. So to like have an app that has like a section for dating, and you have a chance to meet someone that's like into the same thing as you, like you don't have to worry about the bullshit. Like with mm-hmm. other shit, like just that's awesome. So, 
Yeah, I, I was super lucky that the zombie is like into zombie things and and shit right. like that. But like, if if that didn't work out, man, I would be all over this dating portion because right. like the, creating the profile, there's so many great questions, and you can really kind of like put a lot of information out there. And it's just you already know that you're not going to be judged for this part of your personality and your interests that sometimes people think is a little creepy and weird. <laughs> Well, yeah, exactly. I mean, just kind of thinking about the way that um, the that mainstream social media was was viewing this this group is is kind of like okay. Well, I mean, I, I was planning to have it from the very beginning um, because I recognize the fact that this is, really is a different kind of crowd, and it helps if we're with other people who are into it because then it's like okay nobody's feeling ostracized nobody's feeling like alienated or anything like that it's just something that we're able to share and and continue to enjoy without having to stifle um yeah. and i think that 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 just breeds better types of relationships because you know sure there's there's plenty of give and take and everything and there's got to be you know, a certain type of balance. But when it comes to things like this, it's like, well, that's it's not like, really compromise. That's just giving up a part of who you are. I was going to say, it's like, you don't have to hide that part of yourself and you're more authentically you when you're engaging with someone. And especially if it's a big part of your life, you know, like all of us here, like how I get so many weird looks from people when I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, I, I like Moonlight uh, on this horror podcast. And people are like, what the fuck? You're a college right. professor and yet you Moonlight on a horror podcast? <laughs> right. You're not allowed to do that. You have a degree. <laughs> and yeah. I'm like, well, actually, like, it's really fucking cool. And I get to explore like a lot of really like interesting psychological processes. And like, it's, it's awesome. Because right. <laughs> I mean, I work at a school, too. And like, when I tell people like yeah on the side i'm a co-host on a horror movie podcast and they're just like huh like they give me all types of look like oh wow that should be interesting well and it's like and these are already people that like know us and they still judge us so now imagine like in a dating situation where you're like hey i'm getting to know you but i can't tell you this part right. like it's really cool i i really like this and you know what we deserve love too damn it Okay. Yeah. Freaks need love too, man. <laughs> I am telling all y'all boyfriends. Don't. Dude, my, my boyfriend listens to this shit and he fucking makes fun of me for some of the dumb shit I say. He's like, did you really say that, Jules? And I'm like, yes, yes, I did. I'm gonna chalk that up some of the beer, but I, yeah, I did say those things. <laughs> and you know what? I put it out there. We some freaks too, so boom. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Definitely. Oh my. Not lying that part. <laughs> I was gonna say, and and being like meeting somebody through a horror dating thing, it's like there's a whole lot less you have to explain later. Yeah. That's so yeah. 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 Common ground. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> What are your Halloween traditions? Do you want to just carve pumpkins and, and watch the children in the neighborhood? Nah, bitch, I got a fucking movie marathon. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> and on that note, I'm going to wrap this up. But I do want to ask you guys, 
all one final question. Yes. What has been your most favorite thing that you've watched recently? Hmm. Hmm. Or that you would recommend to someone? I recommend, although I have not seen Dr. Sleep yet, just out of pure laziness, um, I do recommend the documentary (laughs) Room 237, (laughs) which uh, breaks down the different theories a lot of people have uh, uh, based on the original Shining movie. Uh, there's, I think it's broken out to nine different chapters, how some people view the film as an interpretation of the Native American um, genocide, um, how some people view it as a commentary on the Holocaust. It's, it's a pretty, pretty deep documentary, documentary. I do believe some of the theories were a bit of a stretch, and the film is not sanctioned by anyone um, in Stephen King's camp nor Stanley Kubrick's camp. But for fans of The Shining and Dr. Sleep, it is a pretty interesting documentary to watch. Hmm. No nice. That's cool. Um, I was uh, just the other night I revisited Strangeland. Um, if you're not aware of the movie, uh, Dee Snyder uh, wrote the movie and all that fun stuff. And he plays a a villain named Captain Howdy that's like into tattoos and body modification and he likes to lure his victims through chat rooms. So it's just a fun, like, I think it came out like in 97, 98. It's just a fun uh, little horror movie that a lot of people actually forgot about it, so yeah, if you it, have a it chance, really check it out. Do well. But if you think about for 1998, there's the horror of chat rooms already. Right. Or maybe it's 99, I forget, whatever. Um, like, that was still pretty good. That's why I like that movie. Yeah, I was so glad, like, I finally bought it and it, I broke the seal last night. I was like, you know what, let me check it out. Because, I mean, the last time I watched it, I was terrified of it. But, I mean, you have D. Snyder in it playing Captain Howard. You have Linda Cardellini. You have Robert England. Like, you, it's a really good, solid cast. And just the character of, of Captain Howdy, like, wow. Like, it, it still creeps me out to this day. So, if you have not yet, like, check out Strangeland. You would not be disappointed. And if you're listening, D. Snyder, I want a sequel now. <laughs> he did tell me that he has one written. And Ooh. that he's working Oh, wow. Exciting. Yeah, See, yeah I saw Dave him is at, my uh, best friend. <laughs> When I saw him at Scarecon, I talked to him uh, about it because I really did like that movie a lot. Mm-hmm. And uh, and he did say that he's working on his own production company now. Um, and he's he's working on getting the sequel out. So it'll go smoothly and we will see that because I would love to. Yeah, because I mean, there were news about there was news about it like a year or two ago about a sequel and then it got like they just dropped it so hopefully it all comes about because like i'm ready we need some more captain howdy yeah. well hopefully he'll do like the the con circuit soon because i'd love to follow up with that <laughs> yeah that would, come to cool horror hound come to horror hound so are we really <laughs> are we just talking things that we've been watching or just like kind of anything anything uh-huh. 
I feel like with a setup like that, you're going to go towards anything. No, 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 no. <laughs> I just, I just want to constrain my response. Uh, I, I recently uh, revisited uh, The Haunting of Hill House because I saw that there's going to be a second season coming out in 2020. And I was enjoying um, some of the really creepy atmospheric things and like the, the, the old man ghost with the cane and the top hat and you know the the creepiness of it uh, coupled with like the drug addiction and mental health stuff so i i've been revisiting that um and so enjoying did you actually see dr sleep yet go fuck yourself no <laughs> I, i'm saying mike flanagan did dr sleep but you're watching his old work i know oh, okay so here's, here's all right so here's here's why i haven't gone uh it's because i've been spending my what i would usually have time to go to a movie with the zombie and uh you know putting my effort into my relationship lately <laughs> um so uh between you the tell end them of, you need a two and a half hour time out between the end of the wow between the end of the semester <laughs> and like just relaxing um and playing xbox and drinking beer um i have not gone to the movie theater um i did look into the amc streaming to see if i could like stream it online um because they keep toting that you can like watch new movies and stuff like that but no they still have it like maybe you get the movie like before amazon gets it to rent but like not that much sooner and you can't see things that are like currently currently out so um boo on that amc um yeah but i i I will eventually go see it because i do love the shining and i you know, really want to see this movie. Um, but the time that I had set aside, I didn't have good tires and I couldn't meet you. And then I haven't had much time since. So <clears throat> way, to bring up, way to bring up some like painfulness for me. Well, I like how you bring it full circle to my fault. So that was nice of you. <laughs> you, well, you pointed I'll, it out. I was trying to avoid it. <laughs> I will say this: there are. are we best enough friends where I can do this, <laughs> or we are old enough friends. <laughs> yeah, you would think, but adulting's hard. Adulting is so fucking hard. Amen. Fine, I, I think you will not be disappointed. It does a great job of mixing the two worlds together, of what Stephen King wanted and what Kubrick did. Uh, for you Oculus fans, there's a particular item that Mike Flanagan is known for. It is in the film. Spoiler for those of you who don't know what I'm talking about. You'll figure it out later. <laughs> uh, Damon, how about you? What you been watching? So, the most interesting thing I saw recently was uh, my first view of Nightmare Cinema. Okay. That was a lot of fun. That was a really, really fun movie. Um. I didn't expect it to get as artsy in segments as it did. Um, this was seriously something I think everyone should watch at least once. Um, it, it was totally out of nowhere and unexpected. So, That's yeah. on Shutter, right? Yes. Um, okay. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The cover freaks me out. I want to see it, though. <laughs> yeah, I heard a lot of good things about it. Yeah. 
the, the quality was just so good. There's like, there's a segment that goes into like a black and white um, portion. And it, it's just very, very powerful the way that it's made. Um, it, it's, it's just really bizarre and very artfully done without being over the top. Um, like, you know, what the hell did I just watch kind of a thing. It, it actually sort of made sense. So, but yeah. Adding to my list. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and I love that Shudder is picking up these things that aren't necessarily made here and giving it to us. Or, I mean, I guess it was filmed here, but it wasn't intended for us originally. Hmm. Who was it intended for? Uh, Asian country, but I don't want to say the wrong one. Okay. <laughs> All right. So I have not here. <laughs> but I, I remember people talking about it earlier um, this year, and then like when I saw it on Shutter, I watched it as well and loved it. Um, but I feel like you guys are all watching good things, and I reverted back to my childhood. I've been watching Mr. Boogity on Disney Plus. <laughs> I love Mr. Boogity. I thought I was the only one that loved that movie. No, get the free trial. On Disney Plus right now. It's on. It's on Disney Plus. Yes. yes. I have Disney Plus. Oh, I gotta find that. Okay. Hey, you gonna let me try to cop the, that login information? Yeah. I, yes. Once I'm done, I'm switching to my mother's account. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't think I'm gonna keep it. Like I, other than Mr. Boogity and in your mom's account. Yeah. Other than Mr. Boogity and Return to Oz, I don't really see much use for for me for the app. But. I mean, you got gargoyles. You have. Yeah, that's what I'm excited about. <laughs> X Men. Did anyone see that they're trying to like? drum up a, a twit campaign to get gargoyles uh new seasons good that would be really cool. yeah and like keith david was like this was one of my favorite roles like i would love to do this again so anyone who has a soft spot for gargoyles you should check that out and start drumming up the the tweets oh i can't <laughs> wait to David's meet him voice. he'll be a horror hound next year i'm so excited <laughs> I, I don't think I've ever seen him at a convention. Nope. I'm excited. Damn. All right. Did we get everyone or I forget Devin? I'm Devin. Um, you, you didn't forget me, but thanks, Gray. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, another show in the books. Real quick. Damon, did you want to plug anything coming up or apps or website? Social media, other things going on. Um, the the movie section is coming out any day now, um, and there's going to be a bunch of other stuff coming out hopefully this week. Um, going to be introducing user tagging or mentions. Um, when you have a favorite movies list or no movies you watched, you have movies you watched uh, on your in your list. They will show up in your profile, like your friends do. Nice. Um, yeah, that's going to be cool. And then um, there's going to be another thing where, at the top of your timeline, there's going to be suggested friends. So, oh, I think, cool. Yes, yeah. So that's going to be a lot easier for people to uh, to find new friends and 
all that kind of stuff. I mean, there's there's a few people on there with like over a thousand friggin' friends. I'm like, I don't have a thousand friends yet. What are you guys doing? Cough, cough, <laughs> cough, cough. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> don't worry about it, okay? It's like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like they have a thousand friends. That's none of my business. <laughs> <laughs> It's it's good. I mean, it's awesome that there's that many people doing things. I don't, I I don't have anywhere close to a thousand friends. But if you guys want to talk, I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But yeah, well, I mean, that's that's what's coming. There's going to be a new revision to the navigation in the next couple of weeks or whatever, and there's going to be something special for podcasters coming very soon. Oh snap! Oh snap! <laughs> enhanced our fancy. Yes, enhanced and then, and then international soon as well. Yep, that's coming up right after the enhanced podcast listings. And uh, yeah, that's that's all I got for now. <laughs> that is no <laughs> short list. Know. Nothing to snuff at, man. <laughs> you should see the actual list. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Damon, thank you for being on the show. Thank you for developing this app and bringing more like minute people together. You're always welcome to come back on the show if you want to plug something or if you just want to uh, laugh about stupid shit. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're always good at laughing about stupid shit, but thanks for taking And talking about and... Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Thank you for... Oh, boy. Thank you for the app and thank you for your time. It's been fun. <laughs> Thank you yeah, for being you. This has been a lot of fun. So thank you for having me on. This has really been cool. And um, yeah, I, I appreciate you guys uh, having me on, letting me talk about the app and you guys talking about it. So thanks very much. I do really appreciate it. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> there you have it, folks. Another one of the books. Until next time. Good night. Bye. Bye. Bye.